Hello. Hello. This is the Vancouver Weather State Podcast. Hey, Matt. Hey, Adam. It's the Vancouver Real Estate Podcast. We got a great show for you today. We always do. We always do. Yeah. <laughs> answer, How you doing? <laughs> yeah, yeah. How, how's things? You're still you're still on honeymoon, right? I am. Yeah. For uh, I've got we've got a few days left here. I'm just in Bangkok in an area called Tonglaikamai. Actually, uh, later on today, I'm actually going to check out. It's, um, it's called Mahanakan. It's a new development down in um, an area called Siloam. And it's uh, it actually was just completed earlier this year, seventy seven floors, and uh, it's actually and it's a residential really condo complex. Yeah, it's a, it's mixed use, so it's it's part of the building is a hotel, part of it is was resale condos. But what's interesting actually about it, and it made me think about Vancouver House, is it's got a really interesting facade. So uh, Vancouver House is the architect was Bjark Angles and the company was Bjark Angles Group, who's um, who's doing it along with uh, West Bank. And, and uh, this is a German architect that actually did this building here, and it, it's the facade is actually supposed to look pixelated and the best like an like an Atari game. Yeah, I mean it's it's really interesting. It, the best way I could describe it is it's it almost looks like you know the game Jenga. By Irwin, I'm familiar. By yes. Irwin, <laughs> it's it's almost uh, like six years of my uh, life. Yeah, from eleven to seventeen, <laughs> <laughs> the homeschooling years. <laughs> the, where the uh, it, it almost looks like a half completed Jenga game. So there's there's parts of the building that looks like it's it's missing, and then the top of the building looks like it's almost half completed. So it's uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited. I'll, I'll take cool. uh, I'll take a couple we'll take photos. Some, take some photos on our Facebook page for sure. Right on. Just as an aside, I think I hear some tropical birds in the background. Yeah, I thought actually I'm on my on my balcony here at the hotel, and uh, yeah, it's it's about probably plus thirty two or so, and uh, lots of uh, lush greenery around. Tough me, life. So. Tough life. Yeah, well, yeah. back to the grind in a couple of days. So yeah, sounds good. So a few notes about the podcast. First of all, today we have Alex Yao, right. uh, a realtor from Century Twenty One that we work very closely with. On who is uh, his business is about fifty percent, fifty fifty, as I understand it, with Mandarin speakers on one end and. Uh, English speakers on the other. So we're, we're going to have Alex on to, to talk to us about feng shui and what, what that means and what to know when you go to sell your place. First of all, what, what, is, what is feng shui? Maybe you should break it down and, and give us your thoughts. <laughs> the hardest part of this interview is probably breaking maybe we down should... what feng shui is. But yeah, I, yeah. I, you know, the philosophy of harmonizing everyone with the surrounding environment, I think, is uh, the way I would describe it, uh, or Wikipedia well, would describe that's it. Fairly, that's uh, a fairly tight description. <laughs> the, you know, I think the it's interesting because, you know, of course, Alex works with a lot of Chinese-Canadian uh, buyers. But, you know, I would say that in Vancouver and definitely all over the world in uh, major cities, feng shui is is becoming more and more important, you know, and I, and right. I think the, the reality is, is it applies to everybody. You know, in the past, I've, I've had feng shui reports done on the property, and I find that 
that's actually a fairly common it a, is a common thing to do now with a listing it know? is and it's funny the people that ask about feng shui is you get a variety of different people and they're concerned sometimes from the perspective of um, the energy moving throughout the house and and that sort of thing but often it comes down to resale and they know that uh, there's a lot of different uh, cultures operating within our marketplace and uh, it can be important yeah and that's exactly why we had alex on i mean we have a fairly large uh, mandarin speaking contingent that listens but we are thinking that it's important to a larger swath of the population here because we we live in vancouver and when you go to sell you want to have all the variables in check yep. and you want to know exactly what sellers are looking for and why alex's chat that i had with him is is going to be so useful yeah matt and if anyone actually wants some good contacts for a consultant to look at feng shui at properties that's basically what they do they do a, a residential consultation an on-site assessment um, an analysis and then they provide a report with recommendations how to right. improve your property overall and I, I mean it is important in our marketplace and uh, I, when you actually think about some of the uh, different philosophies around it it can actually really make a make a home feel feel much better so yeah two thoughts about what you just said adam first off feng shui and its importance is different depending on what area of vancouver or the lower mainland you live in um so you know if you have any questions about whether uh, feng shui and a consultation is relevant in your case of course give uh, adam or myself a call and, and we can definitely advise you in that situation the second thing is is that feng shui is of course very chinese specific um, but i think you're right in saying that a lot of these ideas of flow um, of course translate across cultures and, and just make places more right, livable right right well matt anyone who listens to our podcast knows that we're not great when it comes to flow but uh, maybe we should turn it over <laughs> to mr alex yao the feng shui master himself without further ado here's the flow master himself alex yao from century 21 enjoy guys All right, I'm here with Alex Yao, realtor extraordinaire from Century 21 In-Town Realty here in Vancouver. How you doing, Alex? I'm doing great. How are you? Super well. Thanks so much for making the trek out to Strathcona. No, thanks for having me. It's a, it's a bit of a ways from Yale Town. No, it's a beautiful office. Yeah. Love it. It's, uh, we've talked about this office before. <laughs> beautiful, not so much, but uh, <laughs> but it definitely keeps the rain off of us. Oh, so I love that's, it. Uh, that's, I love it. that's good. Maybe I'll just tell our audience a little bit about why we, we brought Alex on. Alex was, was born in Taiwan. He's part of our team. He's been in Canada for most of your life, yep. but you you work with what about fifty percent of your clientele would be either recent immigrants from China or Mandarin speakers. Uh, yeah, I, I would say probably over the last year, maybe around forty fifty percent. Okay. And the reason we bring this up is Adam and I just had a, a listing. Uh, we had a showing and there was actually a, a lane behind the house and another lane that went away from the backyard and. One of the things we heard from a, a realtor who brought his Chinese clients through was this was not so good for feng shui. Mm-hmm. But my point here is it got us thinking, Adam and I, hey, we, you know, let's let's bring on somebody who knows uh, a lot about what Chinese buyers, Mandarin speaking buyers are potentially looking for and some of the, the pitfalls that you could fall in if you were a seller who didn't, uh, didn't know the cultural logic of, of a lot of buyers here in the lower mainland. So that's why we brought you on, Alex, to give us the top three differences 
uh, or top three things that you may not know about potential buyers of your home or condo if they are Mandarin speaking or of Chinese descent? Yeah. I mean, as a realtor, I want to be able to represent all my clients sure. as much as possible. And, you know, this, this is something that I think would benefit a lot of the locals, a lot of the local sellers, for example. You got to know your market. Exactly. In this ever-changing market, you want to be able to uh, expose your home, expose what you're selling to a wider market, as wide as possible. Right? Absolutely. So I think that's why we're doing this. And and one thing we should say, and I know you are concerned about this, Alex, and I, and I am as well. Well, we're speaking in generalities, definitely not meant to offend anyone. Absolutely. It's, it's purely educational. You know, it, it's, uh, well, I use the term educational loosely, but. Uh, <laughs> but uh, the Vancouver it, Real Estate Podcast, folks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just something that, that, that I can pull from, from the experience of the working experience with, you have. Uh, with Chinese realtors. Sounds good. So without further ado here, Alex, number one. Feng Shui. I'm, I'm sure that most people have heard of that, feng shui, but not many people know exactly what that means. You can't right. really put a finger on it. So why don't I just start by explaining what those words mean. Sure. Feng in Mandarin, feng, it means the wind. Shui was actually pronounced shui. That means water. So the wind and water. So kind of how the earth moves. It's just the natural energy, the natural luck, the natural way of bringing energy into your home. Interesting. Yeah. So I often hear it has good feng shui, mm-hmm. it has bad feng shui. Mm-hmm. What what are some of the things that would give you bad feng shui? Well, there's there's a few different things for different people, but there are some common ground as well. Uh, one of them being, uh, for example, you don't want to open your front door and, ha- and see a big street kind of shooting at you. You know, like, for example, on, on the top of a T. Right. And actually, well, that's uh, in, in my short intro of, of why we brought mm-hmm. you on, Alex. Exactly. We had a T at the at the rear of the house, which which was an issue. But it, so being on top of a T either way is, is a bad is a bad thing. Yeah, because it's, it's energy shooting at the home. You know what I mean? And and you don't know what kind of energy it is. You know, it's coming from outside. It could be good, could be bad. It's kind of luck as well, mixed in there. But I guess it is the issue that it's uncontrollable. It could potentially be bad energy. Exactly. And it, because it's coming from outside, it, it's uncontrollable, as you said. Just whatever that that's there can come in. Right. And you kind of want to protect your home. Interesting. And I don't know if it's exactly the same, but I've had similar feedback in, in condo buildings that the unit wouldn't be on a T, but opening a door and looking into the fire exit right. or or into the garbage chute area th- that seems to be you know apart from just the, the potentially uh, bad smells it it's bad bad feng shui as well yeah, it's kind of hard to control in a, in a strata <laughs> building, unfortunately. Um, but but yeah, it do, does definitely apply. I mean, you don't want really want to be kind of across the hallway from the garbage room, for example. Or, that might be cross-cultural, but it sounds like... <laughs> uh, but even exit doors. Exit doors, same thing. I mean, th- those are kind of the main entrance and exits of the building. Uh, that's kind of what most people look for. I'll give you an example. I, I, uh, I have a friend that recently sold his place. He was listed, I think, back in June when the market was dead hot and uh, he had a beautiful place in North Vancouver. It's a penthouse, super high ceilings, you know. And But the thing is, I mean, he has a corner unit as well, which is which is usually a great thing, right? Yeah. But the front door of the entrance shoots straight down one of the hallways, the L-shaped hallways. 
mm-hmm. because he's on a corner. Right. So it's kind of the corner, of a 90-degree angle corner. Right, right. So with, with units on both sides, that his front door shoots down one of the hallways. And that kind of, that, that really prolonged the, uh, the sale of his, his condo. And, and because it, it wasn't appealing to a lot of people because that was bad feng shui. That's what, I've, that's what I heard from, from him, from the feedback he got. Fascinating. And so for the context of our general listenership, it doesn't much matter if you, if you care much about feng shui yourself. It's when you go to sell. This is, this <laughs> exactly. is going to rear, potentially rear its head. Yeah, because you want to open up your, your market, right? That, that's essentially what we're getting at. Absolutely. So any, any, other, any other tips in terms of feng shui? Does floor height matter? Oh, absolutely. Um, I, I think a lot of people, including myself, I'd, I'd love a ground floor unit. A lot of the ground floor units here in Vancouver, they have kind of a private yard. Yeah. Um, if you want outdoor space, often exactly. it's the best way to go. Barbecues, you know, uh, outdoor furniture and so forth. And I, I personally love it. But uh, I find that a lot of my Chinese clients don't. They'd rather be on a higher floor without a yard. But again, you get more sunlight, you get a better view, you get, uh, there's less people above you, kind of on top of the world. I see that as one of the things that people look for as well, Chinese buyers specifically. And and last with feng shui here. So we've looked at the T's and, and uncontrollable energy, floor height. In terms of the layout of the suite, I often hear about flow, good flow, mm-hmm. um, you know, for feng shui. Yeah, absolutely. I've had a client that really, really liked a, a specific floor plan and a pre-sale. And we went to see the floor plan. Everything looks good. Everything's laid out perfectly. Right. Except the fact that the powder room is right next to the entranceway you kind of open the door and you're kind of at a horizontal hallway Mm -hmm. which directly across from the entrance door is the bathroom and that was an issue because well again it goes back to feng shui the feedback i got was that it's kind of it's it's not exactly the cleanest place in a a place right so so i think that's kind of that kind of uh affects the entrance and exit of of the unit Interesting. Okay, so feng shui is is number one. We got two more here. Mm -hmm. Number two, Alex. Uh, I think a lot of people know this already, the numbers. You know what? You'd be surprised. I think it's, you're either, if you know it, I think you'll hear it all the time. Mm -hmm. If you, if you don't, it's, (laughs) it's probably something new. So yeah, it's definitely cultural just because of why this came about or how this came about. Well, wait, so when you say numbers, what are we talking? Good numbers? We're talking bad numbers? Both. Well, the most common negative number is the number four in the Chinese culture. And right. That, and that's because it's in Mandarin, it sounds like the word death. And uh, obviously that's that's not a good thing. <laughs> but uh, Another cross-cultural, nobody's really <laughs> interested in death. <laughs> yeah, so you see a lot of buildings downtown, for example, high rises that don't have the number four. Right. No, uh, no four, no 14. So I, I have an example, the Shangri-La building. Mm-hmm. The, the brand Shangri-La originated in Asia, Malaysia actually, right? Singapore, Malaysia. So that building specific, it's a high-end hotel on the bottom 15 floors. Above that to the 43rd floor is it's a live-work strata. Above, that, above the 45th floor is the residences. Right. Okay, so two, two separate stratas plus the hotel on the bottom. That's kind of how the hotel's laid out. They do not have a level four. They mm-hmm. do not have a level 14 on the hotel side. Um, they do not have a level 44. 40, well, 44 actually does exist. It's a, it's a mechanical floor. Right. Um, so nobody, nobody's, no one lives there. nobody's living on 44. Exactly. 
So I mean, just little things like that, that that may affect the market. I mean, the people looking at your house, for example. So recently in Vancouver, and we've talked about this on the podcast mm-hmm. before, they've decided to not allow high-rise towers moving forward to not have fours, 14s. You have to have those floors. And I think the logic is that it was confusing to emergency responders potentially working from the outside. We need you to run the ladder up, firemen, to floor number six. Is it six? Is it seven? Is there a fourth floor? Nobody knows, which makes a lot of sense. But moving forward, would you advise a client, Mandarin speaking or not, to buy on a fourth floor? It's a personal preference, honestly. But uh, if if my clients are looking for that for that floor, absolutely. If they're they're looking for a floor plan that's only specific to that floor, absolutely. But you know what? If you have the choice, I would go above a floor above. You'd avoid it like <laughs> like the plague. Well, yeah, or, or even like death. <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. But uh, so four is a terrible number all around. It, do we got a good number? Number give eight. Us, give us something good. You know that number you see that all over license plates. You see that on uh, on Chinese realtors' cell phone numbers. You see uh, you see a lot of number eights. So right. Anyway. <laughs> a lot of email addresses with eight 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 at gmail dot com. Exactly. Right? So the number eight uh, again in Mandarin that that. Uh, that sounds like the word wealth uh, and of course that's a good thing so eighth floor good eighth floor is good 88th floor if there's any in vancouver ever <laughs> uh interestingly <laughs> enough the concord pacific display center is at 88 pacific which go. i think is is not an accident i do not think so yeah <laughs> all right so eight's good four is bad that's number two Last but not least, number three, Alex, what do you got for us? So this uh, is more about uh, the areas of greater Vancouver that Chinese buyers are kind of looking for. Right. So what what are some of the hot areas and, and what's kind of the logic behind the areas where, where we see uh, a prevalent Chinese population? Sure. Um, I, I think most people know uh, in Richmond, for example, um, there's it's predominantly Mandarin speaking, right. Mandarin Cantonese speaking. Um, new uh, immigrants, for example, they come to Vancouver. They want to ease into the culture, just like anybody would, right? And it makes sense, right, from a language perspective, from the food. Exactly. I, I've had clients who live in the West End that that drive out to Richmond for lunch yeah. three or four times a week just yeah, because the Chinese food's so good. So it makes a lot of sense from, ab- absolutely. from that perspective. Absolutely. I mean, you don't see a new immigrant going to a cactus club every single day. <laughs> 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 but uh, so I mean, it's a lot to do with uh, with their comfort level with with the new culture with kind of. Canadian society exactly. Yeah. So it's easier for them to communicate in Richmond, for example. It's easier for them to find the food they like, find the entertainment they like, and etc. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Is there any general like I think I have a lot of clients looking for the next up and coming area. Yep. Is that something that you have uh, discussions with with a lot of your Chinese buyers or? Well, especially because we've been seeing a lot of big money flow in from from Asia, from China. Sure. We see that people are really buying up land. Yeah. And they're starting to pick up places like down the Canby Corridor, down... Yeah, uh, really popular exactly, area. Exactly, Shaughnessy, sure. um, Dunbar, just places that has a lot of land and, and beautiful homes, right? Mm-hmm. They want places, if they're looking for a nice place, a good area, they're looking for an established good area. Not an up and coming good area. They okay. want something that's proven. Yeah, exactly. and and the reasons reasons for that. Yeah, because a lot of them have kids that wants to go to nice schools. For example, that's just one of the reasons. You know, they want specific school districts. Um, they're big on family. They they want their whole family to to enjoy the uh, the sense of community that that they're looking for. It could be any kind of community, but the community that's comfortable for them. 
So it sounds to me like your your Mandarin-speaking clientele or your Chinese clientele are not betting on kind of the Strathcona villages. You know, this is this is going to be amazing five eight years from now. Yeah, I mean, I don't really think they need to bet on it. You know, they're they're looking for places that's already established, and there's a lot of those places in where they want to be today. Exactly. So um, right now, I have a listing in on uh, down the Canby Corridor uh, and Forty Eighth, uh, right one six three Forty Eighth Avenue or West Forty Eighth Avenue, and I mean it, it, that's a, that's one of the the great areas, great schools, great easy to easy for transportation, and it's just established already. That's, yeah. that's the point I'm getting at. Yeah, and uh, Strathcona. I mean, it, we we know it's an up and coming place. It's great. Yeah, and it's and it's a fantastic place to but be. There's but there's going to be change. Yeah, that's es- essentially the thing. It's it's like feng shui in the beginning when when we talked about uh, uh, the uncertainty. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what it is. Fantastic. So we got three differences from uh, resident expert Alex Yao. Thanks so much, Alex, for coming in. Thank and you for and before me. you leave, uh, especially if somebody's interested in that big hot listing of yours, <laughs> how do they get a hold of you? My email address is alex at yaorealestate.com, website at uh, www.yaorealestate.com, and my phone number is 604 374 5534. Fantastic. Thanks so much, Alex. Thank you for having me. So there you have it, folks, our discussion, or I should say my discussion with Alex Yao from Century 21. Alex is a really smart guy, really great realtor, and uh, hopefully everyone got something from that. Yeah, Matt, I'm going to actually be listening to this interview with our listeners when uh, the podcast goes live on Wednesday. Well, so wait for it. You're going to be blown yet, away. But, uh, good. I'm, I'm, I'm excited. Absolutely. So so what do we have, uh, Adam? We got anything for, for the listeners here? I mean, one thing we should say is we're getting a lot of people sending us some really interesting content that we're posting on Facebook. So if you haven't sure. come, uh, come and liked our Facebook page, check it out because there's a lot, of, a lot of interesting stuff happening over there. What about next week's episode? Next week, we've got it's a special end of the year episode. And uh, so stay tuned. It's going to be uh, it's going to be It's going to knock your soul off yeah i'm gonna be out of town adam's gonna be back can't even wait to see what he does with this we're gonna be uh we're still doing our review drive drive. Um, it's stalled a little bit if if you like the podcast you know the biggest compliment you can give us is to review us on itunes or on stitcher or on google play uh we really appreciate it we're at 84 reviews uh we're trying to get to 100 reviews before the end of the year and Matt, I'm. I haven't done the math yet, but I'm. That's basically got to be like a review a day. You know what? Much, yeah. I I have done the math. This is going live tomorrow, which is the fourteenth. Right. Presumably New Year's Eve. Nobody's going to do anything. That basically gives us exactly a review a day. Review I think we can day. do it. I think we can do it. <laughs> <laughs> so is, if you we don't have egg on our face <laughs> after this one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. All right. Well, hey, uh, yeah, thanks for the call. I'm going to get back to my day here. But, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Adam's out of town for the next couple days. Uh, so give me a shout, 778-847-2854 or matt at scalinarealestate.com. Um, you know, by the time you probably listen to this, Adam will be back. Adam, how can people reach you? 778-866-4574 or adam at scalinarealestate.com. Fantastic. And Matt, the nonpartisan line. Info at com. We love to uh, hear from so many listeners. So thanks very much, guys. And uh, we'll speak next week. Have a great week. Two thousand faces for radio. Subscribe today. Mm-hmm.